for Cooper's Mild Ale. Triple M rocks the ashes. G'day, it's Gus Warland. The Aussies were having some fun with England late on day three, and we were having lots of fun in the Triple M Cricket commentary box. So grab a Cooper's Mild Ale and check out our favourite bits from the Adelaide Oval, starting with James Brayshaw, Greg Blewett and Mark Waugh. I love Junius. I don't know if you were on with us, Louie. In fact, I'm not really sure this conversation happened on here, but June said, well, you know, two blokes averaging 60. He goes, well, they got DRS. He goes, I would have averaged 60 with DRS. You ready? He goes, out. He goes yeah. how many times would I have been out to no ball? No ball. Ball's going over the stumps. Looks plumb. You just, you can't get out. <laughs> yeah. well, what about the times you were given not out? And you well, I reckon I was given not out once. <laughs> once? Once. How many times that when I was out? Once. Once, I reckon. Yeah. Seriously. How many were you given not out that you were out? Uh, I, was, many? I was given out a many. lot when I was not out. Steve Me Smith too. Asking no. if a shot was played. But not the other way around. Sorry, James. No, that's fine. Leg bot. I was on a pair um, at Calcutta against India. Mm-hmm. I got my stumps blown away first <laughs> ball. First ball in the first inning. And Ganguly Opened the bowling in the second yeah, innings, yeah. and he had, me plum- he had me plumb in front. Not out. What happened? The umpire wasn't watching. Not out. Because he wasn't far worried. forward. He wasn't worried about you, the ump. He said, oh, we'll get out again. None need to worry. <laughs> oh, was, oh, how did was, you get? you get a few? Oh, I made him pay. Made him pay. Got about ten. <laughs> An interesting evening last night, Louie. We had a few drinks with the Triple M boys over at the brand new hotel attached to the ground here. Overindulged. No, not no. really. Very nice it was. So I said to Merv, we're all sitting there, and I said to him, are you going to be like every other Victorian cricketer and not buy a beer, or are you going to go and buy one? Which one are you going to be? So he looked at me, and then he, what he did was overcorrected. He bought the next <laughs> five rounds in a row. Well, yeah, that's him many, done for the season. Well, he might buy again. <laughs> yep. How many beers in the round? Oh, there were about ten people there, so it was oh. a hefty round. He bought five rounds in a row. So what's that? A bit over 100 bucks. A Probably got a discount. Round? Yeah, well, he uh, said he put some on Tubby's room. Well, I reckon Tubbs just about maxed out. Yeah. What, with the, on the, the room? Bill. They're going to start tapping him on the shoulder and yeah. ask him to deposit. A bit worried about his, yeah, he's, if he's enough to cover it. Mark Howard, Merv Hughes and Brad Haddon. Just a known fact, isn't it, that batsmen run faster when they hit the ball? Batsmen run faster when, when they they're facing 145 k's. Yes. Yeah, no, fair point. Safest place to face fast bowling and a new ball that the non-strikers in. Here's the quickest you ever faced, Hadge, in your test career when Thanks, you really mate. thought, wow. Thanks, mate. Flintoff. Flintoff, yeah, at Lords. Brett Lee was the quickest I've ever faced full stop, um, but Flintoff was the quickest I've faced in a test match. What about you, Merv? Who did you know you were in uh, against the terrifying West Indians, etc.? I was just going to, I'll, I'll answer that, but just ask, was that 2000, what was that, 2005, 2009? Uh, 2008. Yeah, 2008 nine. in Australia? No, over there. Over there. Oh, that's where we had that. Yeah, he um, had some wheels, didn't he? Malcolm Marshall. Malcolm Marshall? Mark, he was just nasty. He was just nasty. You hook him? So Malcolm Marshall and I, I faced Dizzy Gillespie when I went up to Canberra. So we had a game here and, and Dizzy come back to play for South Australia. And uh, he came on to bowl. I'm batting and he bowled one short. And I thought, I can see it's on the back foot, going to hook him. And I heard the, the ball hit the keeper's gloves. <laughs> and I thought, I'm in a really good position here. I'll just go through with the shot. <laughs> so I went through with the shot. I had a talk to Jamie Siddons after the game. 
So I had to talk to Jamie after the game and said, what, what happened there? Why did, why did the Gillespie bounce it? He said, he was trying to scare you. I said, tell him it was too late. I was already shitting myself. <laughs> but he did bowl pace, didn't he? Dizzy, and got good bounce. So where Brett Lee was really fast and more skiddy yep. at the wicket, Gillespie was good pace and, and bounce. Is Isabel Westbury, Mark Taylor and Andy Lee. So I haven't been doing any of the night sessions uh, commentating uh, tubs because I'm here with my mates. I oh, noticed that, yeah. And, uh, We've written into your contract no. then. Last, you night, to... last night it went a bit, bit later than usual, but no. my dad was still out. 74 he was on Monday. He was still with us at 3am. Oh. 3am. That's what happens when you have a day-nighter. <laughs> Carry on. Oh. And it reminded me a bit of you, Tubbs. I was thinking... Oh. I was thinking, hey. you know, everyone thought you were gone and then you made 334 <laughs> <laughs> at the end of your career. <laughs> Similarly, my dad, everyone thought his better, better drinking days were behind him. Is that the number on his tab by the end of the evening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was still there at 3 a.m. Yeah, well, that's, that happens if you miss out for a long period of time. Yeah. You know, then when you, when you finally get the rhythm back, you just you have a biggie. I was with my dad and my brother, and we got a text from mum too. I don't know why she was up, but she said, "Go to bed, please, boys." <laughs> I wanted to know how she knew that you were up. There's a story behind how mum found out. Is I've, I've got it for you next Ooh. over. All right uh, then. Mum found out that we were out pretty late. Uh, again, dad's no, error. He's not good with technology. No. And we have a cricket group that we've got here as a messaging group. And he went to send himself oh, a, no. a picture of himself with a big beer at 3 a.m. to the go. cricket group and send it to the uh, Lee Family Gazette, which is our family one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and that's when, on the Lee Family Gazette, we got the go to bed, please, boys. Oh, rookie <laughs> error that, rookie yeah. error that. Three, I've just spoke boys. to my wife about an hour ago. Yeah. My Come two on, sons were in trouble last night. <laughs> Quarter to three. Quarter to three. Quarter to three. Yeah, my wife had to tell them to shut up and go to bed. Apparently having a couple of sherbets. So if you were home, would that have been your job? Yep, yep. And, and quite often I send a text, but I, I would not wait till quarter to three. I would have been about 12, 31 o'clock. Go to bed. Tubbs, we talked about the air to the Fujitsu air conditioning. Oh, yes. Kingdom. It was Travis Head, was it? It was Travis Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did have a fresh area yesterday. I had a Travis Head doll up here and I was poking it with a pin. <laughs> go away, go away. Yeah. So I... Um, I put out to, to my Twitter followers that we were commentating yeah. together today. Oh, yes. And if you had any uh, questions based oh, on no. air conditioning. <laughs> These will be good. Could they come back? First one. What's the best air conditioning commentary box you've been in? <laughs> <sighs> uh, that's a good question. That's a tough one. I'm asking all the tough questions mm. here. I feel as though our new tagline should be come for the cricket, stay for the air conditioning <laughs> on a hot old day out there in Adelaide. Is I, I did years of radio in another life and the bosses always used to come in and say, it's about time spent listening, TSL. Let's hook them over the air <laughs> TSL. Oh. Lock you, them in. And when you said, you'll hear about some air conditioning <laughs> soon, we'll go to a break. I could say, Lions my boss, out. old boss, would be going, licking his lips, going, yes, that's the tease Lions we need. To <laughs> string them through. <laughs> <laughs> so Tubbs Answer, best, best, SCG SCG best air conditioning yeah yeah, 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 yeah Fantastic So I think there's a very good company put quite a bit through that SCG <laughs> I won't mention it though No, that's fine Come See, on. if we were at the BBC You'd have to then say Other air conditioning units are also <laughs> <laughs> It's the opposite where I come from <laughs> He's coming from Reg In a single split system A heat or cooler Two better unit in Sydney 
Is that a question or just a statement? No, can one? Can a single <laughs> split unit hit and cool a two better unit? Yes, of course. The right, the right brand can. Catch it. Root under his back foot and again into the onside. Along the ground, no run. Not, not, not. They all can't, but there's certain ones that can. This one from Jay. You've heard of air conditioning, but have you heard of only fans? I don't think Tubbs has that. Should we just go with that as being a play on words and move on? <laughs> and these people follow you, do they? Do you know, do you know what OnlyFans is, Tubby? No. Well, you said you're recently on the gram. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> is that the next, the next level up? Yeah, right. No, we're not going there. We're not going there. So you've never heard of OnlyFans, Tubbs? No. Yeah. Before we go there, I'll just say that <laughs> oh, there, there was... To warn you, you're on Instagram. I almost feel as if we should, you just stop there because there was a, an actress in the UK... For East EastEnders, she had an OnlyFans account, and it was grounds for her dismissal. Ooh. Yeah, so it's a, it's a. We're in those areas. It's an online account, it's just a system. I think you're getting a lot of followers. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so instead of people just following you, Tubbs, right? They actually pay to follow you. Ah, right. Yes, yes. But, but the yes. kind of content that's getting more paid for. Oh, right. Yes. More unfiltered type of fan. Yeah. Okay, right, okay. Yes, has, uh, has become particularly popular. Right, hey. Yeah. But that, not to say you can't put your fishing uh, pictures up there yeah. and see if people pay for it, <laughs> but it works better if you're in your underwear. Right. What if, what if I was in my underwear holding a nice Australian bass? Well, you'd want that nice Australian bass to be, you know, covering something probably. I, uh, <laughs> okay, so. I haven't seen an account like it, so you've got, an, you've got your market. At the moment, it's being flooded with the usual. <laughs> it's the cod covering your cod. <laughs> I'm just trying to think the sort of fish I'd need. <laughs> I don't think I'd need a kingfish, but that way. <laughs> you broke the number one rule of posting a fishing picture. Oh, did I? On your, I, I follow you now on the ground. <laughs> You, you held the fish at kind of shoulder level. Aren't you meant to hold it, you know, much further up? Isn't the idea to hold the fish as close to the camera as possible and due to perspective make it look about five uh, yeah. times bigger than, than, than you actually caught? You only do that if you catch small fish. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's the confidence of man. <laughs> Big fish energy. I've heard it's not just fish that people do that to either. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So you can't move off it now, can you? <laughs> I, remember I, I didn't start the conversation. I remember I used to come to the cricket. We talked about, you know, like yeah. outswingers. <laughs> now it's, now it's, well, we used to talk about fans, but now only fans. Yep. Only fans. Tubby only fans. <laughs> Mark Taylor is still considering starting up his only fans account. <laughs> I've gone to the app store. I've searched there. I'm a little concerned if I hit it, it my phone will start smoking yeah. or something like that. Or it, Do you, does, does your wife have your password to your phone? It's not, yeah. yeah, yeah, she does. Not the kind of app you want to try to explain. No, that's right. I must admit, I can always change that, though, can't I? <laughs> it's also one I feel that you have to check the, what I mean, Wi-Fi but, network I mean, you're on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine was um, had his had his two kids and the family at home, and, and he, he plonked them in front of the telly and he went into the the room next door and started looking up some saucy material. And suddenly screams were coming from the other room. And it's like, what's going on? And then he realised that he'd airplayed his phone to, oh. the, to the family telly. Oh. Sorry, when someone says a friend. It's not me. That oh. is normally a youth. Yeah. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I don't have kids. 
So he's airplayed, you know, the latest episode of Bluey or something, gone next door, decided to look up something different just for his own amusement. There's screams coming from the family room. He runs out and his wife's going, there is adult material on (laughs) the TV right now. And he said, going to have to change the Wi-Fi password. I think it's next door. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit concerned, though, about your friends. Yeah. Right. You know, there's adult material on Wi-Fis. There's OnlyFans. OnlyFans. You know? you know, what, what sort of people do you sort of hang around? Hey, I, I don't know. I know one of them. You, you spend a bit of time on television. Yeah, Hamish. And he concerns me. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't know anyone who's of, of my friends that are on OnlyFans, but I reckon a couple of them secretly subscribe to it. <laughs> Tubbs, I know we're out of here soon, so I've got one more air conditioning oh, no. question for you. Yep. Why do air conditioning remotes require you to point it at the actual air conditioner? When you press it, the button normally it's like goes on and off but you know what I mean they're the only remote in the world where it seems like it's on but you have to point it at yeah, the I, is, it, is it because they're more infrared than bluetooth <laughs> but for someone that was feigning sort of technological in- yeah. ignorance a minute ago <laughs> yeah see that hey, hey but now you're talking my, spe- my specialty yeah. like mastermind this is my subject you know? the Marlow, triple m rocks the ashes Triple M rocks the ashes. Dan Ganane, Greg Blewett and Brad Haddon. I uh, met the Lee clan. Uh, Bumped into them at breakfast this morning. So Andy's dad and a couple of mates. There's a line from Wall Street. If they were any happier, they'd be guilty. (laughs) They are having the week of their life. (laughs) Papa Lee, very nice man. His uh, line... Why wouldn't you be happy? Oh. He only calls half the game. <laughs> he comes on and sledges all of us, and he walks out the back and goes, has a beer. He's got the best life. Does the apple fall far from the tree? I think cut from a very similar cloth. He's got very good cricket knowledge, though, Andy, hasn't he? He's, he's the genuine cricket nuffy. Yeah. I, I could see a show with him, Steve Smith, and Marnus just sitting on the couch talking about the game. Did Gus and his team do a stint from a couch? I just saw them on the way back. They were just waltzing around, and I think, yeah, they were. This just gets better. I mean, we're staying at the bloody Oval. We had a drink yesterday, went straight into the elevator back to our rooms, and now you've got Gus and teammates doing ball by ball sitting on a couch. He's living the dream. Also played tennis with him this morning. Ah, yes. I didn't want to bring this up, Hads, but uh, I think it needs discussing. I saw a photo. Yeah, I, I tell you what, Bluey, after this ball, Dan, it was Tubby and Rabs versus myself and Gus, and we won the first set and we're down a bit in the second. And in the game was getting closer, fighting our way back in into it. And Gus said, oh, bugger, I'm just trying to have a rally. And I said, well, you, you better get your head back in the game, mate, or, or, you're, or you're out. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I'm not here to lose. If we, if we lose to Taylor, you, do you know what's going to happen all day on air? Yep. I'd rather lose an arm. Get back in the game. He, he sort of was a bit shocked and walked back up. He had a great service game after that, and we got over. <laughs> I don't think anyone's shocked at Haddon is sledging. <laughs> that, I wasn't sledging. I was just constructive criticism saying, I, I wasn't there to have a rally. <laughs> I was there to win the game and get the chocolates. Bluey? I thought it was very cagey too. I heard the tactics too, Dan. It was uh, at all costs, drop shots to Tubby. And he just couldn't, Clever. couldn't get to him. Clever. Although he's fitter now. He's well, probably, he's he can fitter, probably cover still, some more court. He's still not. I can imagine. Bolt. I can imagine he'd be a stylish player. So how did you get access to the courts? 
Is that part of the stay or? Yeah, that's part of the well, stay. You've got contacts. We've got, yeah, Triple M have some good contacts. Mm. So, no, we had a good day though. I, I was, it, it shocked me a bit with Gusta. We're not playing for fun, Blue. No. You've got to win. <laughs> it's a Saturday morning hit. It's like when I play my uh, daughter. Yeah. So she played a bit of tennis. Thought it was a good thing to do, you know, father and daughter. Yeah. And just every now and then I just had to yeah. whip one across court. Louis, you know, let's just pry open this uh, policy of just whacking one past your daughter just to let her know who's <laughs> boss. How old is your daughter? Well, she's now 20, nearly 21. Oh, oh I tell you. No, but this is... Um, just three she's played time. tennis, you know, since she was probably about eight. And um, I think I'm a, a little bit like Hads, probably. The competitive juices... Um, you, you've got to got to make them earn it, Dan. You can't give them games or sets. They've... I understand that. What about off the bat when she was eight? Were you letting her get a few past you? Oh, I'd give her a few points. So, with the tennis thing, yeah. So, yeah, not like I completely wipe her off the court, but, you know, give her a point here and there. But... You should have seen the look on Had's face when you admitted that, that you'd give her a point. <laughs> he was disgusted. <laughs> nah, they if... can have a point, but the, one of the things kids have to learn, they need to learn how to win and lose with grace. Mm. I, I, I'm not a fan of kid to the under 13s, they don't know whether they win or lose because kids, yeah. kids know. So, I don't think many disagree listening here on Triple M as Richardson is pushed away next ball. No run. And I'm for, yes, now you've lost the game today. Go shake the opposition's hand. Go shake the umpire's hand. Then walk off with grace and understand there's a, there's a winner and loser. And the way you've got to behave if you win the game or you lose the game. Who was the worst loser that you can remember playing with that just could not? I mean, no one likes losing, particularly at the level you guys got to. But who took it particularly badly? Ponting. Yeah. I think Warney'd be up there. So Ponting and Warney, they're the two worst losers. Well, they're two of the biggest champions we've ever produced. So it probably shouldn't be that surprising. And you could probably throw Glenn McGrath in there as well. Oh, yeah. The, the others, though, Ponting, was, he'd win at all costs. You might be getting ready for a test match and you're playing a game of soccer, and if he's behind and you need the quick bowls for the test of the keeper. He's happy to slide, tackle your elbow you from behind, <laughs> bite your ear. But what? Yeah, I think it's a, a fairly common theme in uh, professional athletes, and a lot of people too, probably people yeah. in business that are very competitive. That You know, it's just ingrained. What about the mild-mannered John Buchanan? Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd love it if you called him that. <laughs> Yeah, he was one of the worst. He touched football before a test match or in warm-up. He'd uh, get the floppy hat off, and him and Andrew Simons just have some huge battles. Did they? Yeah. Some big bodies there. So Bucky would get amongst it, would he? Well, he'd get it right amongst it. He'd start to, if you're playing tap, he'd put the shoulder in, he'd run past you and sort of knock thought, you over. thought he'd be on the whistle. No. No? No, no way. Give the whistle to the physio. Physio would have a heart attack and go <laughs> sit in the corner. Jeez, I'm guessing Warney never lined up directly opposite him. <laughs> <laughs> Buchanan might have got a bit in return. James Brayshaw, Mark Taylor and Andy Lee. JB, question off the top for you. Mm, yep. Have you ever had a, a fight with a colleague, a, a strong Barney, and then had to rock up the next day and work with them and stay professional? Mark, uh, Ian Healy. Yep. yep. 
We we it was in I'm trying to think where that was, Tub. Yeah, we had a not as in mm. serious, yeah. but but it, it, as Tub knows, heels when he enjoys himself late at night. <laughs> gets to a point in the night where he must have an argument with someone. Okay, yeah. And I just happened to be in the crosshairs. Yeah. So it had something to do with AFL footy and rugby. I can't remember what it was. Mm. And uh, I got some very strong abuse towards the back end of the argument. <laughs> it, it became abuse, not an argument. Well, that's well, the same answer for me. So, yeah, yeah, go on. Well, it's a situation I find myself in right now. Oh. Because yesterday we were talking about if, say, Pat Cummins had been a close contact for all the Australian team and yes. we had to quickly field a team only from commentators. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, yes. what team would that be? And I left out Mark oh, Taylor. No. Oh no, Outrageous. And he went through me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, my argument with Tub would be well, you know, obviously well and truly past his prime. <laughs> That's what I said to him. But your team needs a captain. <laughs> well, so I, I said to him, well, Ponting. Ponting's our captain. Oh, no. Who? I, Ponting? Who's Ponting? he? Ponting. He's batting three. He's our captain. But I said to Tubbs, Tubbs, you didn't hear. We have to field the team today. And he went, yes, and? He, went, <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, who's opening? Yeah, that's that. And, and I still wasn't happy with the answer there. And I said, well, have you seen the shape Buck Rogers is in at the moment? Oh, no, now that wouldn't have gone down well. <laughs> oh, that would not have gone down no. well. Not that I'm, you know, I don't think Buck is a good player, but I don't think Buck ever made 900 in an Ashes series in England. And then he said, well, who's at the other end? And I said, I've gone with Hayden. <laughs> and he said, well, Hayden's not having too many quick singles, is he? Jeez, oh, <laughs> pal. All of this is grist to the mill, yeah, as they and say. I, I, and I remember this conversation. Well, I've got something to add. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because then I said, well, okay, all right, if you left me out, surely Bluey's in there. And he said he had Bluey in, and then you dropped him. I dropped Bluey. Or? Well, obviously Huss is around, and we've got, and we've also got uh, M.E. War uh, and Ponting. I mean... Well, that's three. That's Who else three. is in your middle order? Gil, Gilchrist is keeping him. Haddon wasn't happy with me. No, well, that's... But I, yeah, Gilchrist I, at six. I said, I broke it to... Six? I never batted six in his life. <laughs> never. All right, so I put Kadich in. I had Kadich in. He wasn't. Oh, Gil, look at up now. <laughs> Please. Buck Rogers oh, and Kadich oh, playing oh, ahead of Taylor. Oh, oh you're no. Killing me. You're killing me. So Gilchrist oh, was at seven. Seven, right. Oh, seven? Yes. Seven. Anyway, I had to break the it attack. Blue. I had to break it to Blue because yeah. I didn't realise Mark Wall was here. Right. And so when I found that out, I, I had to say to Bluey, um, sorry, you're not in. And, and I chose the route of going, hey, mate, how would you like to play golf tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Tubbs tells me that that similar situation happened to you. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, I dropped as vice-captain for a test match in Perth. And I played golf with AB, who was the captain in that test match, yeah. the day before the game. 18 holes at the Vines in uh, in Perth. And then not a word about the team the next day. And then uh, we got to the team meeting that night. He said, um, by the way, the team is blah, 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 blah. It's over your 12th man. <laughs> Which I, I went up to AB afterwards and said, I said, no drama, because I was batting very poorly. I understood the situation. I said, why didn't you tell me playing golf? He said, no, you're playing pretty well. I didn't want to ruin your golf. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good bit. You reckon he's Captain Grumpy? He can be really nice, AB, you know? I'm interested in the attack. Obviously, yeah. SK Warren picks himself, but yep. who'd SK you go Warren. with beyond that? Well, I saw McGrath in pretty good shape. Yeah, McGrath's cutter. Yeah. I think uh, he makes his way in. So. so he was in there. 
Merv had a go at me as well when on the way out. He said, am I not in the team? And I said, hey, you have to play in your current Gary. condition. Yeah, right. He turned to me and said, yeah, I'm out. Dropped <laughs> <laughs> himself. So, Brett Lee's Lee. Yeah. Lee Lee. Yeah, Lee. Well, what about someone like Flemmo? Well, what I, what I did find out, is I, and, and someone on Twitter alerted me to, that um, Fleming, Fleming's name came up, I said no, and I went in with ten people. <laughs> so your third quick was? Well, I didn't have one in the end, I forgot. I've, and and uh, it was it was pointed oh, out to me great, that, that, I, surprise, that I'd prefer to play with ten men than have Damien Flem- Fleming in there. <laughs> Oh, and he'd only just oh, get it to the other end now, Flynn. Oh, 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 he would basically only just get it there. My issue, Tub, was I thought they were a bit two-sided. You know, you can, I think you can attack and, and still not bleed runs. Pat Cummins is obviously the best bowler in the world, and that's the best thing he does, I reckon, is he's actually trying to get you out, but you also can't score. Well, what's two-sided mean, JB? Well, so you're, you're bleeding runs on both sides. Okay. So, you know, they, they just weren't in the channel enough. Mm-hmm. And these are very good players, by the way. And it's a flat pitch, so you are allowed to make runs in Adelaide. No run. Because there, there is there's an onside and an offside in cricket. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just listening to that side you picked a moment ago, so you obviously don't know a lot about the game. Uh, uh, You're running oh, drinks, Dubs. <laughs> telling you, now. you are running oh, drinks. No. What other sport in the world has the next best player, a personal butler for the whole team? <laughs> Isn't it great? It should Andy. be the worst player in the country. Don't bring that up. You're talking to someone who did who was oh. the 12th man more times than any human. It's a pig of a job, 12th man. You wouldn't yeah. wish it on your worst enemy. So why don't we change it up and we give it to the worst domestic player so they know and they have to wear a funny outfit. Yeah. <laughs> so they really know. That, and, then, and then they have to work really yeah. hard to... Someone who's done something really bad in great cricket. Yeah. Like, you know, they've been, oh, that's uh, a good idea. Yeah, yeah. They have a bit of a hook-up and say, right, this guy's he was... You know, a Category 3 offence. Were there better 12th men than others? Oh, w, yeah. There's someone that there's an alert 12th man. There were some beauties like a- Andy Bickle. Queensland opening bowler. And often in, in recent times, the, the 12th man has been a bowler. Yep. He generally picked the extra quick. And Andy Bickle, unfortunately for him, because he was a fine bowler, probably spent too many games as 12th man. But he was brilliant. He could not do enough for you, Bick. A terrific bloke. But it's a bit like doing the dishes. You do an atrocious job, you never ask to do it again. <laughs> Twelfth man's the same thing. You really stuff it up and make a proper <laughs> ass of yourself. Well, we were looking this up earlier, and Nisa, 16 times, I think, oh, yeah. man. Oof. Andy Bickle had beaten him 19 times. Really? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So he must again. have been doing a great job. Mm. Uh. Well, he's a terrific bloke. Pick. Yeah. That's a good start. That's where he probably had me covered as a 12th man. Take that first box top. <laughs> I remember once at the Wacker, I was 12th man in a tour match, actually. I think Australia, uh, Western Australia playing New Zealand. I was called out to field for about 20 minutes. I didn't know what the hell was wrong with Tom Hogan, who was playing for WA. Uh-huh. Turns out nothing was wrong with him. They'd got some super glue and a ladder, and he stuck every bit of my equipment out of my bag on the roof. <laughs> so I came back in after fielding for 20 minutes and literally every bit of my gear was hanging off the roof. <laughs> back at school, he had these old rooms in the Latin. Well, that was the subject for us at high school. It wasn't a great one. On a similar theme you were just talking about, JB, the old Latin rooms at high school. Huge, tall ceilings in those old kind of oh, yeah. buildings. And uh, diaries are really important in year seven and eight. The teachers would write in your diaries all the yep. time and you had to get your diary marked every single class. 
So if you weren't paying attention, there were very strong retractable blinds in these rooms oh, that yeah. went to the ceiling, these windows. You could tie someone's diary to it yep. and just give it a little shake and send his diary to the roof. <laughs> well, I can think of one of the worst things that happened to me was my first ever game at uh, the old TCA ground in Hobart. My first ever first-class game. Golf man? Uh, no, actually playing. Yep. And I was very nervous um, before my first game. And I got out there and I got to 10 or so and I, I felt in my groin that I was quite warm. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? Oh, After I got out, oh, sort of a couple of balls later. So you had a warm feeling in the old pill bag. Yeah, yeah I, I was, I was feeling, and I thought I was just nervous. Yes. I was 20, 21 year old yep. playing my first game. I got out, came out, and I was, and I was fidgeting a lot, and and I looked around. People were laughing. All the rest of the guys laughed. I found out that Phil Blizzard, who was the, uh, I think he might have been the 12th man, had put Metzel in my box oh. before I took the field. Is that like a deep heat or something? Yes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. James Brayshaw, Mark Taylor and Andy Lee. Tubby passing me his glasses. (laughs) Any better, mate? Cheap as I put Tubby's glasses on. I can't see a thing out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's better. (laughs) Gosh. I felt like I was looking into a mirror at the pancake parlor or something. It was all warped. <laughs> if you noticed, Greg blew it with a pair of glasses on. Yep. And it's hurting him. Oh, yeah. It does. H- horrifically vain man. <laughs> and has <laughs> a way coming, too high an opinion of you. his own appearance. <laughs> yeah. So he fought glasses, Andy, for years. Really? Yep. And then eventually he's just given up. And he looks horrendous. <laughs> into the over. Now, other thing I need to square off with you, Mark Taylor. Oh, no. I ran into Ian Healy. Just as we were about yes. to do the hosting this morning for Channel 7, yep. I said, I made my way in the complete wrong direction to the hotel attached to this yep. beautiful ground to have a beer with you because I haven't seen you for a long time. And I said to Tub, we're all here for one reason, and that one reason hasn't even fronted up. <laughs> he didn't wake up. He, <laughs> what, was his, what was his excuse? I was asleep at up our seven. <laughs> yeah, because he went to lunch at 11.30, yep. I That's know it. that. You organise to have a drink with someone, everyone turns up to have a drink with him and he's not there. <laughs> he did say in his defence that when I caught up with him for breakfast because that's yeah. a, that's a, always safe a safer move than trying to catch up with Healy. He did say he was getting off to is it Jolly's. Boathouse. Boat yeah, 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 he said about 11.30. Oh, he was with Merrill too. With Jeff Merrill, his, his wine mate, wine-making mate. I thought, right. oof. No, I, I had him at long odds. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so sheepish. Fair to say. There's always an excuse with Healy, isn't there? He'll never accept responsibility for poor behaviour, and he's been responsible for a lot of it. Hamish Blake is never on time, ever. Mm. But he has this <laughs> phrase he uses where he'll text either it's the group or me and go, hey, mate, looks like I might be five minutes early or late. It puts into mind that there's something else that may have got him here early or may have got him here late. Yeah, just right. move every time. He goes, sorry, guys, it's going to be ten minutes early or possibly late. It's always late. <laughs> Never heard anyone go with that one. I know. Yep. But it seems to work for some people. Go, okay, all right. Yeah. We could get here on time. But it doesn't. doesn't. No, ever. Give that a go, actually. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Although I like to be early. I, I don't like this fashionably late stuff. No. Well, speaking of punctuality, Hamish and I had a hitchhike race in Germany where we had to start at opposite sides of the road and try and hitchhike as far away as we yep. could. And for that, we put our phones on find my friends just in case some guy grabbed us and yes. the other guys would be able to find him. Haim didn't turn his find my friends off. 
Right. So one day we're all waiting for the radio show to kick in, kick off mm. the meeting. And I look it up and find my friends, and he's still at home. Yep. So I call him on speaker and say, hey, mate, you're far away? He's like, yeah, mate, in traffic. <laughs> 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 traffic in the tunnel. That's it. <laughs> but I didn't tell him we had the find my friends on. Yes. I, thought, I didn't want to burn that. No. Obviously, he turns it off straight away. Right. We said, okay, we'll see you soon. Yeah, he knew. Uh, knew. Mark Howard, Murph Hughes and Greg Blewett. Izzy wanders into the back of the box, who I haven't met before, so love to see Izzy in person for the first time. I've been listening to her on the M's. It'd be fair to say she's a class above what we normally have on this station. <laughs> Come and do some of our AFL broadcast and lift the standard a touch. Because <laughs> that's some real lowbrow gear gets rolled out there. <laughs> They even allow me on the uh, boundary line every now and then, Howie. Yes, yes, you've heard heard a bit of. I have. I'll tell you what, your insight is fantastic. I've heard a bit of your insight. Now it's down to Bluey. What have you got for us, Bluey? I've got nothing for you. Thanks for that, Bluey. We're back upstairs. Well, I actually got stitched up because they crossed down to me about two minutes before that, right? So I'd done a beautiful cross. Of course you had. Informative. um, That was about it. And then. (laughs) Couldn't think of and any other. What course. happened was there was Rhett Biglins and oh, Biggles. Brenton Yates were up in the box. Oh, Yates. And Biggles was pointing to something on Yates' sheet for him to mention. Right. Like a, a sponsored pie or yep. whatever. And Yader thought he was pointing to cross to me. So Yader just went, right, oh, let's get down to Bluey. And I was just, oh, well, I've got nothing. Well, Bluey, on the boundary, <laughs> you've got to be able to think on your, your feet. This is the incident with you, Bluey. Roll the audio. Oh. It's head to Greg Bluey for Bob James Seabass. Got nothing for you, mate. <laughs> Get on you, Bluey. <laughs> Great insight, Blue. You know what, man? I'll tell you what. I'm an honest man. And, and that's if I've been... got nothing for you, I've got nothing for yeah, you. Yeah, but what, what astounds me is that was better than your cricket commentary this test match. That's a good point as well. You did get the sponsor's plug away, though, in the cross. <laughs> James Brayshaw, Mark War, and Greg Blewett. I'll tell you what, we've just had a break, and I had to fight for my life out the back for just... I, I got one mini pie in. Merv's mm. out there. There, there was well, about 15 that no, rocked man, up, and all. it was like a hoover. Yeah, we would have eaten them all. <laughs> well, that whole table, that's Merv's food, isn't oh, it? Is that, it? That whole bat. Apparently. Mm. I think so. Well, I had to save you a couple of pasties. Because another great eater, and they are the complete end of the weight, other end of the weight spectrum, is Simon Cadditch. Never seen a man yeah. with more food. And he had his eye on every single pasty. <laughs> you must be strange over here, though. Like, pasties are so overrated. <laughs> That's a real South good. Australian thing, isn't it? A pasty. Oh. I think they're overrated. They put them in the overrated category along with olives and... Oh, olives are good. Don't you like olives? No. You like pasties? Oh, I like olives and pasties. Yeah, well. Is that all right? <laughs> These are again to Not my book. <laughs> well, you mentioned so Simon Caddy. He had his hands on both of the pasties. But he also cleared the box as well. He, well I know. A, you know, he, he, can't, he oh, can't smell. Nicknamed Stiffy as well. Because <laughs> yeah. of his he, neck. Yeah. And he reckons he didn't even realise he'd done it. He dropped what he, he had. <laughs> it's handy, though, in the, in the change room if you can't smell. That's what, of course it is. Yeah, it's <laughs> more than handy. <laughs> had a rough break. Is he, is he deaf Could, as well, though? What's that? Is he deaf as well? <laughs> Couldn't hear it? It was one of those silent but deadly. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't oh. realise one had come out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I was out making a call, June, when it happened. I came back into the box and mayhem. No, we hit the deck. Yeah. <laughs> Collapsed. 
He's like Mike Hussey. They can eat whatever they want, those two, can't they? And oh. put on no weight. Throw in Brendan Julian. Yeah, true. He eats so much rubbish, and he's like mm. a one-iron. Yep. What's he doing, Beach? Normally comes down for this test. Oh, he's working, I think. I think. <laughs> Strangely enough. Doesn't like working. <laughs> doesn't need to work, but he is. Yep. Has his golf improved, do you know? Uh, he's good on the driving range. Hits him on the range. Well, lots of people are good yeah. on the range. And no, good, they... no good That's being good in the nets, is there? No. There was a bit of banter between Wokes and Lyon, too, in that last mm. session. I don't know if friendly and their mates, or whether they had a bit of barb attached to it, Bluey. I don't think Lino ever gets too nasty. Right. So I think Wokes is a pretty solid citizen as well. So okay. I don't know. Well, the thing with banter these days. June, they all play with each other. So they're all mates. They all play in these Sorry. pumps around the world. Yeah. So there's no, not like in our day where there was genuine <laughs> nastiness. Is there? Everyone's yeah, friends. You know, they, they do play in the same teams. That's what same, you meant. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, when well, yeah, so, yeah, the, the IPL and county cricket, uh, you're right. BBL, all these comps, yeah. they're just all mates. All mates. Bit matey, isn't it? Yeah. I liked it before when people didn't like each other. <laughs> Bit of snarling. Who, yes. who was the nastiest to you when you played your first class cricket? Lots of people. Did you cop something, lots, didn't you? Lots Why? of people. I don't know. I'm Why? Nicest bloke alive. Collar up. Yeah. Oh, you're strut. Have a listen to him. Oh, no one saying. had his you collar had up that further much than you. starch in your collar. <laughs> oh, exactly. I'm just saying, that's why you copped it. Yes, it's true. Green. Good, good strut. I like your strut. <laughs> I think it was the fact that his helmet never sat properly on his head either. Like Ooh, he couldn't, Ray, he couldn't, he couldn't get, get it down. He couldn't it. get it past his forehead. <laughs> so he he used to have the peak at like a 45 degree. Oh, yeah, degree. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I was between sizes, June. How did you back? If I got between the bigger... Looking through the, like the grill? That's the problem. If I got the bigger one, it then flapped down. But I reckon they, they changed about six years into my time. And I found that then I could get the size six right. proper. Yeah, then you... But before that, I couldn't wear a grill. So I only had the earpieces. Oh, and that just made me a target. Target. For a few koalas. <laughs> what, what do you got there? <laughs> There's a, a photo of you with your helmet. It's not even on. Oh, it's not even close to your, being properly half of on your head. Can you explain that to us, Jim? Oh, I can't. No, I, I didn't realise it was that bad. No wonder you got sledged, Ray. Right? Played against Martin Crow for New Zealand, who is a lovely man, and he kept walking past me from first slip to first slip, quite normally saying, well, I don't understand why you can't wear a helmet properly. <laughs> and, and then I, <laughs> so then he'd leave it for a couple of hours, and then he'd look at me again and say, no, I'm, I'm actually being serious. Why can't your helmet fit properly yeah. on your head? You're an embarrassment to C&D Albion in those days. They pay you not to wear it. <laughs> it wasn't. I, w- I wished it wasn't like that. Not very sun smart either. I mean, if it was blaring in, you've got no protection. It was Green. The, the peak. Might as well not had a peak. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Gus Warland, Mark Taylor and Lord Ian Botham. Gus, I hear that actually there was another great uh, sporting event. This morning uh, at Memorial Drive. Yes, I hear. If that's the one you're talking about, Serene. Um, game of tennis, uh, Haddon Warland against um, Rabbit and Taylor. 
and um, 6275 victory to Haddon and Warland. Thank you so kindly for bringing it up, yeah. Serene. Yeah, no, it just, I, oh, too good. Was Merv not volunteered to be the <laughs> ball boy? <laughs> Yeah, I reckon we've got some improvement in us, though, Rabs and I. Okay. First time together. You, know, you, you and Hads have known each other for a while. You know, you've, yeah. you know, we've, we've got a rapport going. You know? <laughs> Rabs and I will be better. Don't okay. worry about it. We were better in the second set today. And, and what about you when you turned up today? What do you mean? And, and, and we also said, oh, g'day, Gus. He said, no, no, just call me Nuke. Yeah, yeah. True or false? That's true. And why would you say that? Because I love him so much. He's like a second father to me, and I was trying to bewig myself. Oh, Nuke's sort of changed shape a bit over the years, hasn't he? I was very lucky to live in the same street as Nuke, and um, my father left the family home quite young, so Nuke became, whether he liked it or not, the man that gave me advice on girlfriends, on work, on uh, schoolwork. Yeah, very, very lucky to have a man like him in my corner. Isabel Westbury, Callum Ferguson and Murph Hughes. So this in theory are the optimum bowling conditions. Yes, that's right. Australia's so confident that they can weather anything. Well, I think it was met with a cheer with everyone on a daily rate in the media box. <laughs> Murph Hughes. Australia's going to bat. Yo, beauty! Christmas coming up. Times are tough. Has made his entrance as only Murph Hughes can. Yep, Murph finally made it is. Well, I got the, to tell you, the, never. the alternative was a, a little bit more drastic. So I thought, before I go on here, I've got to have a nervous one. And I know it's unprofessional to get into the commentary box late, but it'd be a lot more unprofessional if I got here on time and piss myself, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, Mo, I mean, you talk about, you know, people being happy of having another day. I hope you're not being paid on an hourly rate because they'd be chopping it off then. <laughs> Chopping what off? I knew, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. It's just so obvious, isn't it? Uh, uh, Walked straight into that one. Can't win. I went uh, this morning for, for brekkie, as you do in Australia. Yes, I do. We were having a discussion about what, what would you rather, honestly, as a player, score a century, lose, or struggle in a winning team? And when you're honest... Well, pretty much always the former. Well, Mark, Mark Taylor, Mark Come Taylor, on. Mark Taylor, Come Mark Taylor on. will no. always say. For me. Mark Taylor will always say score a hundred in a losing test because he's that sort of player. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Izzy was that no. kind of player. Only the honest people say that. Everybody else is lying through their teeth. Come on! Can you believe what's coming out of her mouth? You're, you've got a good pantomime face there. Good actor. Come on. No, it's all about team, Izzy. That's right. If you're more concerned about yourself. Than the team, little, you are obviously English. Little concerned with what I'm hearing. <laughs> I thought Ollie Robinson the other day was refreshingly honest. He you... was asked about the first test and he went, I bowled really well. And he went, Oh, it's a shame about the rest of them. <laughs> it's almost as though he forgot and he had to go and scurry back and go, like, Oh, yeah, but oh, well, he, did bowl. Boys. <laughs> he did bowl well. He did bowl well. He did bowl well again here. Yep. You right. captain cricket teams, didn't you, too? Right. Hmm? Did you captain cricket teams? Yeah. I think you did. Yeah. So I'm very selfish. Really battling to... Oh. Instill the individual spirit. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, if, you, if you're batting as a team, that's when the batting collapses happen. Don't want those. Bat for yourself, boys. <laughs> Bat big. Australia now. Their lead is extended beyond 250. Declare now. Cowards. <laughs> No, sorry, Izzy. Izzy, again, we don't need that. We're on a daily rate. 
We need Australia <laughs> to bat for some time tomorrow or we don't get the fifth day. Cashola. <laughs> We're very un-Australian of you. I thought you wanted to grind them down into the dirt, the English. Hey, I'm married with three kids. I need money for Christmas. <laughs> well, in actual fact, Merv's going to get both. He's going to see the English ground into the dirt. They'll all be about three foot short of the bowlers by the end of this test. And then the Australians will send them back into bat with the new ball under lights tomorrow night, Merv. And then you'll get your paycheck on day five too. So, so Merv is winning whichever way you look at it here, is he? So seven days till Christmas, eight days till the Boxing Day Test match. How are these boys going to recover? It was tough work up in Brisbane. It's been tough work here for them. And, and not much of a break to Melbourne. So the worst thing that could possibly happen for England, they get to Melbourne, it's 38 degrees, and they lose another toss. Could you, you open mate? You would... You'd almost <laughs> feel sorry for him, Ferg, wouldn't you? Almost. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> I just saw a replay, so the, uh, the noble was called, and Ethan, I don't know if he's, Ethan's not here, but uh, what's that? 12, 13 nobles in this I, match already? I'll I tell you what, I've, I've been 50-50 on Ethan, but you never saw Ash Chua go out of the box. Whoa, 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 you on. can't start slagging off somebody no, if no, they haven't got a no, right to not, fly. It's not good enough. Oh. He should be here. And he's back now, but oh. you should always be on time. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah, right, thanks. Well, that's the second time Straight he's changed the mouth. for the week. Doing a great job. Love it. Been fantastic. What's that phrase? Do as I say and not as I do? There you go. What a snake. <laughs> the man's not in the room. He's useless, he's no good. What's I've he all, doing? Ash Chua never left the room, walks back in. You're the best thing since sliced bread. I've, I've always it's, said... You're the best I've seen. I've always said it, it's very hard to talk about someone behind their back when they're looking at you. <laughs> Almost impossible. Oh, really? two-face over here. Mark Howard, Mark War, and Brad Haddon. Terrible mix-up with Marcus Harris. Nisa, the night Watkins coming out. You've got an interesting theory on this one. Uh, how do you reckon Warner's taken it on the chin and given his opening partner a chance? Yeah, it looked like it then. It looked like David Warner didn't try to go back and sacrifice himself. So give Marcus Harris an opportunity to bat tomorrow or get, if he gets through tonight, June. I just think it was a genuine mix-up. There was a half a run in it and then they both went and they both stopped. Gee, it wasn't good, though. It was almost the meet-in-the-middle style operation, wasn't it? Yes, not a good feeling. Not Marcus Harris, but I mean he's got to make the most of it now. He's still there. Warner we, will be fuming. We were just talking with MEK Hussey on Fox about running out, and he says the worst feeling in cricket getting uh, running your partner out. And then we discussed with him, is it worse when you get run out yourself? And Huss, being the man he is, almost said he'd rather be run out than run his teammate out. Mark Wall was very strong on the fact that he'd rather run we his know teammate Huss out. Was lying. <laughs> yeah, we know I think he was lying. lying. I reckon dropping the catches, knowing the bowls done yeah. all the hard work. Well, yeah, dead heat. Dropping a catch or running someone else out. It's not good. I ran AB out in Johannesburg. You play the next test? Oh, just. <laughs> I, I steered clear of him for a week. I was ducking and diving. I was nervous when I started New South Wales. I was opening with you to run you out. We didn't run much. We just hit fours, didn't we? <laughs> so that was your introduction opening, was it, with ME? Yep. What was he like to bat with? It's good he didn't say much. Get it pretty relaxed. As you said, he didn't like to run much. He did a lot of fours. He sledged you a lot, though. He, <laughs> he used to say, oh, well, I thought you moved the game forward. He said, I'm scoring faster than you. <laughs> but you're supposed to be a dasher. The boy from uh, Queen Bianne. <laughs> yep. 
cleared that up with Howard yesterday. He did. So it was very different to being from Canberra. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes.